0: Hello and welcome to Smosa Chats, where every week I, comedian Preet Singh, will host a guest who has challenged South Asian norms, whether that be through pursuing a passion as a career or devoting their work to challenging the status quo and taboos within our communities. So sit back, grab a Smosa and enjoy.
1: We're here with Raheem. How are you? Fine, thank you. How are
0: you? Oh, I've never had that turned around on me. Yeah, I'm good. I'm just chilling. Just, <laughs> That's yeah. a
1: shame that your guests don't care.
0: No, they don't. They're just like, let me let me plug my shit and get out of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for asking.
1: I'm just, I'm, I'm that type of guy. You are that type, yeah, type yeah, of guy? Yeah, yeah. Very considerate.
0: Um, so let's just take you over. For people that aren't familiar with your work, what do you do?
1: Um, I dance. I act. I basket weave and a magician no I um I mainly do a dance that's my thing so I've been doing that for years now and performing and as an artist um and yeah I started off in like a western style so I did a lot of like ballet I did a lot of contemporary yeah. and then found classical Indian dance which is a thing for me so that was really exciting and um yeah I've been doing that since I was God, what, like 16, 17, seriously? Nice. And, yeah, then just decided to develop it over and over again.
0: And I'm not going to... I don't mean to drop you in it now.
1: Tell me everything. But
0: we're about 37 seconds in, and if you haven't realised you're a fucking idiot, you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Damn. Is this a shock? I
1: thought I was passing. <laughs> um... It's true. It's true. I am. I am also. I am also gay. It helps when you're a dancer, um, because people like you and trust you more. And also, a lot of people get changed in front of you, so that's not a bad thing. (laughs) What
0: came first, the the gay or the dance?
1: dance? (laughs) (laughs) One of life's many questions. Um, I think my ability to dance actually probably came first, and then. You know, I just did that pirouette, and there she was. So yeah, <laughs> you know, I think I think dance was the first thing that I recognized within myself. I think my sexuality was never a thing until I started to get called gay. That's when I was like, oh, am I? Oh, okay. <laughs> no way. Yeah, I, I. It wasn't a thing for me. I just thought it was, uh, you know, for quote unquote, you know normal i thought i thought all of the feelings that i was feeling everybody else was feeling and it's true it's just that a lot of the women were feeling the same way that i was feeling (laughs) and i didn't realize that um but yeah no i didn't think sexuality was a thing until people started to use it as a slur that's when i was like oh okay and then my mother and father would speak to me about it and they'd say look it's you know going to be a bit tricky for you because you're you know a certain way and other people might not see it like that blah 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 um And yeah i actually couldn't say the word gay until i was 18. fun fact (laughs) if i'm ever in a pub trivia quiz um yeah i couldn't i i went through this phase where i was like i'm bi (laughs) because i thought it was more accepted um that i would potentially have sex with a woman um and then and then i remember being at university actually going to my accommodation um and i met as i did many a time um at university a drunk girl and a drunk boy and they were like stumbling through and they were like helping her up the stairs and i was like oh god are you okay and spoke like that and she went what (laughs) and then she went oh i like you because you're gay you're gay right (laughs) and i went yeah And that was actually the first time that I'd openly admitted it. There's
0: wisdom in drunk girls, man. There is. There is. She identified it straight away. She was like, oh, this guy's not being a creep gay. Yeah, she was like,
1: wait, he doesn't fancy me? Must be a homosexual. (laughs) Um, Yeah, she was very confident. Never saw her again. (laughs) No, No, I don't know. If she's
0: watching now, get in touch. Thank you so much for (laughs) allowing (laughs) me to open
1: the closet doors. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I was never closeted. um, But yeah, I just, I think I didn't identify as anything until that was kind of like a defining moment for me did you know
0: yourself then that you weren't actually bi you were actually oh gay? yeah um, yeah
1: yeah yeah i had no interest in women
0: when did you realize how old were you
1: how old was i when i knew i fancied men yeah, yeah like yeah. in primary school oh i shit. was super young <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah no. trust i was like i never ever saw the appeal in women like the way like i never wanted to hold hands with a girl, if I, you know, if I had the choice, I'd rather hold hands with a brother, like, it was very much, (laughs) it was very much that sort of way, and, like, I used to just find female company a lot more, um, like, comfortable, and that's, and that was just the way that I felt, I don't know if it's because I came from such a heavy female, like, familial background, Um, but I just felt like I got women more than I got guys.
0: That kind of makes sense, I think. I think dudes, like, even I find hanging out with dudes a bit tedious.
1: Yeah, because sometimes it's just hella boring. And I had, like, no interest in anything that they were talking about. Um, But I still played sport. So that's the only time I'd ever really speak to them.
0: (laughs) What sports did you play?
1: Oh, God. I played football. I know. Everyone at home like, shit. Um, Yeah, I played football. I played hockey. um, And then I got into the gay sports like tennis. (laughs) Uh, Volleyball was a personal favorite of mine. Um, and then, yeah, then I got into the. And then badminton, which I took hella seriously. Hey, man. Hey,
0: hey, hey. Badminton's not gay. Badminton's right? not a gay sport. No, it's it not. It just
1: sounds gay. It is
0: very gay. There's like a It's shuttle, a gay way. Chase the cock. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: You're hitting a shuttlecock between four men. I mean, I've Googled that I've many that a film. time. I've, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's actually on my uh, favorites. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's. And then, yeah, so that was the only real time that I spoke to them, I guess, and occasionally in like classes. But socially i never was really around guys very often until i actually got to university um that's when i actually started to hang out with guys more well,
0: we actually went to the same university we
1: did go to the same university that
0: that must be so so we were actively like I, we were on a gay hunt right <laughs> i was i was I, I was about three i was about three seconds away if i couldn't find somebody lgbt to come onto the podcast like organically i was going to jump onto grinder i didn't care we were going to go to gay events and everything yeah and then that's when you popped into my head. Yeah. And we'd never actually spoken or anything, but I was like... No, you hated me at uni. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's <laughs> relax, right? I didn't hate you specifically, <laughs> but I would say, and I'm going to out myself here, I yeah. do think I was a homophobe. Yeah. Like, definitely. Because the more you get exposed to it, I think the older you get, the more you get exposed to different lifestyles and stuff, I think the more accepting you naturally become.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And I think... I didn't know anybody gay, especially South Asian, yeah, at all until probably a few years after uni. Yeah, and then you kind of understand like, oh shit, wait, if it's hard like for me to be like a bicultural like dude growing up in this fucking Western world with two cultures not really fitting in either way, yeah, what's that gotta be like?
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's not great really because you're already trying to navigate your way in somebody else's world just because of, like, the colour of your skin or, like, where you're from or the languages that you speak or the food that you eat and so on and so forth. I mean, we've all been there. But then, um, on top of that, then now also balancing your sexuality is, like, just going to be a whole nother thing. And yeah. It, yeah, it was just... Yeah, it just not a great time.
0: Did you find it harder, like, in your family or, like, from the outside people, like, in your social circles or even further out from there?
1: I think I found it difficult just with the outside world. I mean, with my family I was I, I hadn't changed. Like Raheem was Raheem do you know what I mean at every event and everyone still treated me the same and it was never something that was brought into the space or to an equation. Um, it was outside people and other people that I would like just sitting on the tube, for example, or sitting on a bus or walking into town or doing anything like that, that I would be like, oh, somebody's watching me. And like, I would see people look at me Mm. and I wouldn't know for why they were doing it, but they were. And I think that's when I started to find it more difficult. Um, and that's when you kind of, every, every person that's like felt different within like the LGBT community. Um, including all the other letters that I probably haven't mentioned, Um, we've all tried to blend in. Because some days you just have a day where you're just like, I really cannot be bothered for anybody to, like, say anything or look at me differently or not sit next to me. Do you know what I mean? And it just got to a point where it was like, whatever. It didn't help that I've got a gay face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's not so much the face, it's more the voice. Yeah, I know,
1: I know, but I'm either like really well-spoken or just like gay. (laughs) So everyone's like, oh, he's had a really good upbringing or he just likes men. Uh, It's never, it's never both, which I find very offensive.
0: No, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you and it's usually the posh ones that are gay.
1: Yeah. Well, there you, you're welcome. Yeah. (laughs)
0: See, the homophobia hasn't left completely. No, I mean, I've
1: got plenty of crap shit. To how, that do, how,
0: how do you get on with the other letters of the spectrum, like lesbians and trans people?
1: Uh, yeah, I think they're great. Is there any, like, gang beef or...? No, but I was having this discussion yesterday um with two gay men, and it's funny because we all agreed that we think of the LGBT community as, like, the Hunger Games. Now stay with me here. Because every... District is, like, a different letter. Right. And, like, so, like, District 12 is, like, the gays or whatever. District 11 is, like, lesbians. And, like, you only, like, there's definitive boundaries between all of the letters and we only sort of ever get together in like queer spaces. And I guess that would be the capital. So then you're looking at like I don't know, like Pride and that sort of like nonsense that, you know, that goes around and <laughs> says that they represent everyone, but they don't. But let's not get into that. But like, and it's just, but I don't have a problem. I don't have an issue with any of them. I think some of their stories are incredibly interesting. And especially at the moment with like, tran- the trans movement and trans rights, like it's such an important thing that we need to be discussing and we need to be supporting. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I yeah, yeah, I, I fully agree with you. But then I sometimes, so what, what I think I was getting at was, I sometimes get a little bit annoyed at white feminists. Okay. Because technically I guess we're both in a marginal group. Mm-hmm. But then I actually went on a date with a white, I think you guys know this. But I went on a, a date with like somebody who was like an uber white feminist, but like okay. proper middle class, like privileged. Okay. And she actually said the sentence to me, you just don't know what it's like to be judged on your appearance constantly.
1: Okay. So she's obviously an idiot.
0: And that's, what, that's what I decided. I was like, hmm, yeah. slow your roll, bitch. It's yeah, like-,
1: like you need to recognise who you're actually talking <laughs> yeah. to. Like, I, I was like, in,
0: in, the, in, the, in the minority Olympics... Like we're I we're win. still above you. Uh, yeah. yeah, very yeah. much so.
1: We still get the gold. Yeah. yeah. She has white privilege, so she can relax herself really fast.
0: Do you know? And I have a theory about this. I think in the next generation, brown privilege is going to be a thing.
1: I think it already is a thing.
0: 100%. Because I look at my nephew, right? I look at my nephew, and this dude's middle class as fuck. He's also brown, and he's got that diversity card that he's going to use like, when he's like 18 to get pussy. And it's like. <laughs> Or all dick. Or co- cock, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. Depends on what happens. I know, I'm pretty sure he's going to be like, he, he's a bit of a...
1: He's a bit of a lad. Yeah, How he's a old is he? he? Four. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant, everyone. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, it could be. Or he might have an amazing experience at high school and think, oh shit, maybe I want everyone. Yeah,
0: geez, this took a really weird turn, innit? My, yeah. my sister watches this, she's going to be... Well, I'm, don't, so talk about again. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry.
1: Yeah. Didi. I apologise. <laughs> um, but yeah, going but back you to know. your experience, yeah. so...
0: Did you experience, like, bullying and shit at school?
1: Yeah, obviously. Duh. With this voice. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I did. I experienced bullying. I experienced um, a lot of people saying nasty things to me. Um, But what was interesting was that I knew all of the popular girls. And this is, like, a serious thing. Because for some reason, if you're in with the popular girls, you're untouchable. Because all the guys that would, like initiate the bullying all fancied my friends so i had this like protective feminine layer kind of like a human yeah but kind of like a human pad you know (laughs) and they were like trying to penetrate and they were like no leave raheem alone (laughs) and they like had to be nice to me in order to like speak to the girls but i mean i used to yeah i mean that's i mean that's when i first heard the word gay and like batty man and all of that shenanigan um And that's when I was like, I don't understand why people have such an issue with it. Mm. And then that's when I just used to like keep it like hella low and just like not talk to anyone or like try and not like attract attention to myself. Um, But yeah, I got bullied there. I don't think I got bullied during high school. I used to get catcalled um, (laughs) in both ways, which was really weird um, and kind of like breaks down your self-esteem, but also like builds it. So it was really, really odd. Oh, shit. Yeah. So like, I used to get like, um, things, occasionally people used to say things at me, like as I would like walk past or like, whatever, whatever. And I used to just be like, oh, really? Are we still doing that? Like, okay. Mm. But then there were like moments, so I decided to grow my hair. Yeah. Uh, It was a lot longer than this um, at university in my final year. And then, um, (laughs) and I remember getting confused for a girl all the time. Well, there's a couple of videos on your
0: Instagram. Oh, I'm gorgeous. Yeah. Hello. You, hey, man, if I saw you from behind, I would be like... Ooh.
1: Amen. I make a very <laughs> convincing squats. woman. I do squat. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I make a very convincing woman. Yeah. High key. Like, um. and I think that also was something that was really, really interesting to explore, which is like hyper femininity, um, right. which was something that I kind of like suppressed but then it kind of just erupted in glitter
0: because when you when when you dance is it's not called cross-dressing it's
1: called gender performance
0: gender performance yeah what is gender performance
1: so i for me um like i took the idea of the representations of gender that we have within dance and decided to personify those representations. So to add another layer to it. So I'm a Gathak dancer, which is one of the classical Indian dance forms. And in that you have to constantly change who you are, where you are. Um, For example, like you could be telling a tale of Krishna and Radha. And so you're the male counterpart, which is Krishna, obviously. And then Radha there's female, but like for like eight to 10 counts, you could be a man. Then all of a sudden in like the second, like the next then you're going to be a woman like so that fluidity was very interesting to me when I decided to sort of like explore that idea of it, like gender performance was um, actually at university where I was like it's so interesting because I have learned with women but I also move very feminine in the way that I danced yeah and um, I think for me it was more of a performative thing as opposed to me, well, the term sort of like cross-dressing or becoming a drag queen or anything like that. Like, I don't consider myself a drag queen in the slightest, Um, although I am hilarious on a microphone, but I think that's what drag queens are. Like, they, like, come forth, they look amazing in whatever manner they present themselves in. You know, they lip-sync to a song or they sing and they perform and they do, like, cabaret acts and they, like, you know, do things like that. I've only recently started to do that, but I still don't consider myself like a drag queen. I think that's why I use the term gender performance because you're performing as another gender, but for different things and different reasons. reasons, Yeah. Rather
0: than identity reasons, I guess.
1: Yeah. Or like, yeah, but I mean, it's got, it's still got the same political like level to it. Um, Which, I mean, I've proved whenever I've like done a performance as a woman in front of like a South Asian dance crowd. And they're all like, Oh, okay. That's really interesting.
0: I, I always think like att- attitudes towards this stuff. I, it's always interesting to consider like the attitudes here in the West yeah. versus the attitudes over back in East in India and stuff. Yeah. Because when I when I went to India a few years ago, I was ex- I, I, I was surprised at the level of like acceptance. Mm. Is that, and it is a case of where like you know at weddings and stuff you will have
1: um... the hijra community come yes. in, but that's I don't know if that's acceptance in the sense that. It's, it's okay or like we welcome that into the community. The hijra community are regarded as this ethereal third, fourth gender right. where they have these abilities that they can either bless you or curse you. Which is why a lot of them, oh, yeah. Which is why a lot of them are invited to things like um, the birth of a new child, um, weddings, celebrating things like that, because they believe it's a blessing from another entity, right? right? So that's what it really boils down to. So if you bring hijras to an event, then then whatever the event is or whatever, like say for example, it's for a child, that child will now be protected by the hijra community. Which is why a lot of them, you'll see them on the streets and stuff asking for money and singing things and saying nice things to you because they expect that in return. Right. It's like a gypsy curse, right? Like, those were a thing. It's exactly the same principle.
0: That's so weird because they're, like, elevated to, like, a higher platform, but then at the same time, it's kind of like a weird form of discrimination. Yeah.
1: So, like, they've got this, they've got the blend of both male and female creating this, like, transgender, third gender, higher level. Right. And that's how people view them. But if you were to come out as trans to your family, it'd be obviously a very different thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we could have beard wars. Who, yeah. Who has a better, better, better beard? <laughs> it's true.
1: I mean, that's why I always say, um, my makeup's better than your girl's, but my beard's thicker than your man's.
0: That's absolutely incredible. I think that's a t-shirt there. <laughs> yeah, I know, merch soon dropped, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, it's, it's... Because I never... When I started the gender performance, I always was, like, clean shaven. And because I wanted that hyper-feminine look, mm. um, it wasn't until probably a few years ago that um, I performed with, like, a little bit of stubble but then, like, exaggerated eye makeup and things like that. And I was actually, this is a lot more interesting because there are so many... Queens out there, especially in the South Asian community that will perform looking like a woman, which is absolutely fine. That's what works. But then it's also really interesting to see that you can be still very hyper feminine. Like no one's no one can touch me when it comes to like my movement and stuff like that, because I will, you know, give you everything that you wanted. But at the same time, I'll have like a really thick beard. And I was that's, like, because that's yeah. also who I am. So I you can't like, deny me yeah. of my identity, right?
0: Yeah, I was just about to say, so I guess you're challenging in like all, all on all platforms, I guess, yeah. like w- the notion of, I guess, gender in it, in itself, like mixing the two, so you're not one way or the other, but then you're also fucking slaying.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's androgyny, I think is so much more in, like interesting sometimes, especially with crowds of people and crowds of like South Asian um like parents, like I've performed in like a sequined skirt and like a crop top and stuff in front of mum's, dad's, aunties, and all of that, having a beard, doing like a semi-classical piece and then coming out and hosting a show Mm. and like the audience is with me. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I think is so interesting because you can present yourself in whatever way you feel. Like you could host a show and everyone will immediately be like, yeah, this guy's like a Sikh Punjabi comedian. We can tell the beard. Or if you, I don't know if you are a bug or whatever. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, you've got that identity. So people immediately see it. When people immediately will see me on stage, they'll be like, oh, we don't know about this because, you know, he's obviously gay and all of this business, blah, blah, blah. But then as soon as I've got that microphone and I'm wearing like heels and a high waisted trouser, Everyone sees that and goes, "Oh!" But then I'll start on the microphone and they go, "Oh no, I actually did." It. And it's like so interesting mm. that you can immediately switch, like somebody's perception so just I, by like your personality. Yeah. Do you know you can I melt mean? all of that away. The, yeah, the
0: prejudging, everything's just gone. But then
1: it, 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 you know, it brings that statement in. Well, that's okay because it's not in my home. But then, what would you, what would you do if that was your son or daughter on stage, yeah. deciding to completely gender bend in front of, you know, a thousand Asians? yeah i mean what
0: what do you think are the attitudes in the south asian community then because obviously i've got my got my views of what that is but obviously being as somebody who's in living that lifestyle what do you think are, are are the prevailing views i think
1: that for us as the south asian contingency i don't think it's changed a huge amount but i do feel like it has changed there are a lot more families now that are a lot more accepting um, an understanding of people's ways. You see that in certain documentaries or you know certain articles, YouTube channels and all of that shenanigan. You see people that have been accepted by their family, which is great. I mean, I'm prime example of it. Yeah. Um, But then you have moments where still the vast, vast majority, like I'm talking like in the high 90s, still can't... Fathom it. Yeah, and still can't tell their parents that they're not the way that they think they should be like, do you know what I mean? Or like they're not, they're not yeah. going to do things traditionally. It's just not going to work out.
0: Yeah. I feel like attitudes towards, I think gay people in general have softened even in my lifetime. Yeah, for, for sure. Short, like 26 years. But I think in a, in a weird way, whereas m- most other cultures have been more accepting of like lesbians, I actually think it's the other way around. Mm. I think people are more accepting of gay uh, men than, like, lesbian women yeah, in, in in our community. So I think there is a long way. And trans, I think, it's completely just, like, I th- that I think that's, zero.
1: Yeah, I think that at the moment for everybody is just something completely different because culturally their knowledge and their predisposed knowledge of, like, what it means to be trans is the hijra community or Mm. is a eunuch. So that's what they would imagine immediately if you were to be like, I want to, you know, change my sex or this is now how I view myself. I mean, you don't have to necessarily change your sex to be a trans person, obviously. Like, it's just about how you identify, but it's literally, that's just something completely different and unfathomable. I have a friend um, who comes from a Sikh Punjabi background and um, wants to be known as they, them. So it's non-binary. And I think that's incredible that their parents do that for them. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, shit. I thought this story was going to take a dark turn. No,
1: because, I mean, there are are some moments of it. I mean, they found it very difficult, obviously, the parents. They wanted to say, well, this is our son and he, him and his and whatever else. But when they spoke to their parents about it, I think it's super important. And I think it's so interesting that there are some parents out there that are like, yeah, okay, we accept that. Because... If we are such God-fearing as a community, then you have no right to say anything.
0: Yeah. And I think in, in general, I think we're so accepting of most other things. Yeah, of course. Uh, do you get what I'm saying? Even yeah. if it doesn't tie in with your cultural or religious beliefs, there's a lot of stuff that you just can't be like, ah, well. Yeah. Like for people that can move from one culture <laughs> all the way to this different culture that's like uber-liberal mm. and all, all of that shit, that's like almost the exact opposite, and thrive... Like, surely, like, they, them's, like, not that big of a step. Yeah,
1: like, you just, you absolutely have to, like, adapt to your surroundings. Otherwise, you're just going to get encapsulated by it and you're just going to get suffocated. And I'm glad yeah. that our generation is now opening that up. And we're open enough to have those conversations with our parents and the elder generations that we have. I think it's super and, important.
0: And you only need, like, a few people within, like, a certain community to open up to that and be like, look, okay, fine, we're, we're going to live with it. And kind of almost set an example. Yeah. Um, it's kind of I, I always tally it to like divorce do you remember like how divorce was such divorce a taboo divorce used
1: to be such a terrible thing
0: yeah whereas now everybody's like oh their relationship didn't work out their marriage didn't work and out and now we're like oh okay yeah like oh shit it happened. then you get put back on the list and all <laughs> yeah. that and, yeah. what is dating like being being a gay South Asian
1: are you in a relationship no 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 I'm not <laughs> available I am I'm 5'10 27 <laughs> uh, no I am
0: your DMs are going to be I really hope
1: they are because it's been a cold winter um no I I, no I'm not seeing anyone I think for me growing up um I I was very influenced by like Disney films like Bollywood in general so it messed me up totally to think that oh I'm just gonna find someone like randomly like I'll go dog walking and you know, our dogs will get entangled in their leads and I'll go, oh God, I'm so sorry, she (laughs) never does this. And then all of a sudden the dog's fall in love and we fall in love. Um, But yeah, so... And just sucking dick behind a bush. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Tie them up to a land person, away I go. Um, And also the dogs are somewhere else. Um, But yeah, so I think it's, you know, dating is very difficult for me Mm. um, because I'm so alone. Uh, Yeah, it's no, I think it was just really difficult. I think in the beginning... um, People used to see me as this more feminine counterpart, a lot of people still do, but I mean, people used to because I had like no beard, I had short hair, I had like you know long eyelashes and that whole thing. Yeah. I looked like I looked like my mother. um I have her beard so and <laughs> uh, and yeah and, and it was really interesting to see how men reacted to that, and I would get these sort of like hyper masculine men or guys that were straight loved me, right. yeah, okay. they loved it. they were like. You're like really feminine, but like you're a guy. So like, I was like the Hannah Montana of Grinder, yeah. <laughs> and uh, everybody loved that, and um, and it was like really interesting. So I used to flirt a lot with like straight guys. Right. Um, bisexual men loved me, um, and it was like really it was really interesting. And I for a while I kind of like assumed like yeah, that that was who I was and that was my identity. And that's what I was always going to get. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it got more interesting as I got as I've gotten older because I've now become so comfortable within myself that I'm just like, this is what you're gonna get. Like right. I some days I might feel like dressing up a little bit, but I mean I don't on a day to day, I tend to just wear like tracksuits and like trainers and like my hair's always up and stuff like that. Like I'm not wearing makeup all the time or I'm not got nails on or eyelashes and I think that's what people assume whenever they see me or like see me perform or like see me in, on stage or yeah. stuff they just think oh well she's a queen 100% do you know how exhausting it is to put eyelashes on and <laughs> eyeliner and concealer and all of you think I've got time to be waking up all of that time just <laughs> so you can see me look- god forbid the yeah. first two dates, maybe the second <laughs> after that, you're lucky. If I cream my face, I really can't be bothered. I'm so lazy. I'll only ever put face on for a check highest of keys. Like I can't be asked. And I think that's what people kind of forget. They always like go, oh yeah. Oh, I just want you to like, you know, be like this and be like this and da-da. I had so many guys. I've had some really weird experiences. Go on, like, hey, fuck it. It's fine. D- I love this. Okay, so like, yeah, so dating apps. on my
0: agenda for this podcast. Yeah.
1: Okay. So dating apps suck unless anyone wants to sponsor me. But um, I yeah, I've had guys that have wanted me to dress up constantly. Yeah. Trust. I've had guys that have wanted me um always to just be a woman right. around them. Um, I've had guys that have asked me for pictures of like my feet, my (laughs) hands, I have very pretty hands. I've asked, one gentleman asked me uh, for pictures of my hands once, that was interesting. I've had many men, uh, good song. I've had many men um, want to uh, ship me abroad um, to be their escort for like a weekend. I had a man offer to take me to Australia. Now, listen, this was something that I was actually going to do. And my mother was like, why don't you just do it? And I was like, why are you telling me to do things? Um, but my mother was like, I want to live vicariously through you. And I was like, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, hey,
0: man, if your mom wants to go to Australia, like, you know, if she's got that mill thing going on. We'll sort it listen, out. Listen, my
1: mother's gorgeous. Um, if anyone <laughs> team, ever...
0: Team Smosa Chats it, trip, Very that.
1: No. But like, yeah, no... Um, because it used to happen to my mother, and I laugh about this all the time because it used to happen to her as she was growing up a lot. She would attract so much attention. Right. And she was like, Yeah, well, you get that from me. You know what mums are like whenever you do something like, Well, it's mine, my genes, my genes. And I'm like, Yeah, actually, probably is. Because, like, I do, as I got older as well, my body shape was very feminine. Mm. Um, and that I found very interesting. So I think that's what also made me feel very like hyper feminine and like, you know, that intersectionality throughout it all. Yeah. I um yeah. I once had a gentleman. Oh my God. No, was... no, wait, wait. No, what I... happened with the Australia trip? You were... Oh, I didn't go. I didn't oh. go. He was also really old. Um, and like he wasn't like a daddy type. Like it wasn't even like it wasn't even like you looked at him and kind of thought, mmm, you know what I mean? Like a little bit of a silver fox. But like you kinda of looked at him and went, ooh, life support. Like it was like he was old. Um, And he might have died on the flight and I wasn't ready for that commitment. Um, um, But happy for assets. Um, But yeah, so I don't know. But I had this one gentleman approach me whilst I was at work once in my uh, early 20s. And um, he was looking... (laughs) <laughs> so when I used to work at a body shop. And he used, and he was looking for like, skincare products or whatever. And then he was like, oh, I have a son about your age. And I was, I think I was like 21, 22. He was like, I've got a son about your age. I was like, oh, do you? And he was like, yeah. He goes, oh, where are you from? You're like really pretty and really beautiful. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, but I just used that to my advantage and like sold him more products because we had Target to hit and right. whatever. And then he was just like, oh, okay. That's, it's really nice to see you. My man came back the next day and the day after looking for me. Then when I was back again, he was like, oh, you're here." He walked in with his wife. Oh, that's right. Shit. He walked in with his wife, and then she came and he came over to me, both of them, and she went, Ah, so this is the boy.
0: Oh my God, you were back into a get out and situation. I was
1: like, The fuck is going on? Yeah, trust. So,
0: what was the sex like?
1: Um, I wouldn't <laughs> know. I'm still a virgin. <laughs> so, that's the thing. Being a 27 year old gay virgin is always. What, fun. for real? Oh, yeah, I'm being serious. Oh, shit. Yeah, I've never had sex.
0: Holy fuck. Why did you not mention Boom. this before? What the hell? I know. This yes. is an
1: exclusive. Make sure this is in the trailer. Ah, can you imagine? This is the tagline. Um, Generally. Yeah, like, I'm like actually... Susan Boyle of the LGBT world. I've never had sex. Why? I just never found anyone to have sex with. Uh, that's a lie. I've never wanted <laughs> or felt safe or felt comfortable enough to have sex with the men that I've Imagine
0: with. if you're not gay. <laughs> That could also
1: be a thing. I could not be gay. So,
0: so you the first time you're about to fuck a booty. You're like, oh, I'm no. like, oh god, I can't do this. Yeah,
1: I always have. We laugh about this with me and my friends. Like, if a man like was to come over to me and start grappling me, i be like, oh, get off. <laughs> and, You know, like start calling for my mother and stuff like during sex, like and not in like a hot way, like do you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but like a way where I'm like, oh, my George, <laughs> like do you know what I mean, that sort of vibe. And it's yeah. I just, yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, I know. I've never had sex. And like, and there's loads of guys out there, like, there's so many apps and stuff like that that you can go around and have sex with people, right? Like, I could leave here and like suck a dick. Like, but that's not who I am.
0: I like how you have to assume you have to leave here to suck a dick. You just got to say the word.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, there is genuine fucking fear there. I don't know. I mean, you looked at me dead in the eye. I don't know if that's an invitation. Or oh, hey advice. man, we'll take
0: this off air. <laughs> my Good family's to gonna be watching <laughs> Thank this. Thank God. <laughs> um, finally
1: found myself a Punjabi guy. But yeah, no, I. <laughs> it's they're difficult as well. Oh, fucking, you know, let's not talk about Punjabi guys. No, no, they're no. The worst. That's gonna be. My,
0: no, no, that was gonna be my next question. Finish your story off. Okay, first, yeah, no.
1: no, it was. I can't even remember what I was saying. Um, about, oh yeah, like so. I think it, yeah, it just got to a point where I was like, I don't feel comfortable to have sex with these guys and then the guys that I did feel comfortable to take things to the next level they were the ones that were like bless you they were the ones that were like (laughs) oh I don't know I just um, I've I've got a lot going on and I just oh I've got a lot of issues and oh and I was like you're such a dickhead I was like you know what leave (laughs) I was like, the door is that way. I was like, just get out. I was like, I'm just so done with this. So yeah, then it just got to a point where I was like, oh, I'm 27. Cool, that's fun. <laughs>
0: have you have you ever had sex pent with a woman? Up?
1: No, I've never had sex. Periods.
0: Oh Jesus, man. Let's go. Uh, let's go on a night out. We're gonna find you some
1: dick. Oh yeah, that'll be so much fun. Let's... I just I can't do things casual. I don't know. I think I'm even though I have this like stage persona or like you know this sort of persona of myself where I am this like very like out there, brutal, like, you know, no bars held, no filter kind of guy. I still can't, like, I'm a really good flirt. Like, I flirt really well. Right. Um. Usually at restaurants, because that's the benefit, right? Because they give you more food and (laughs) shit. But I, as soon as someone would be like, okay, so did you ask for his number? I would be like, no. And they're like, why not? They were like, the chemistry is so good between the two of you. And I'm just like no <laughs> why do you do that like at the moment where i am at work like you know there have there've been like so many people that we see or, like daily like for these shows and stuff and as a pantomime dame you get to flirt with people like outrageously yeah and i've been doing that and using it to my advantage then someone will go okay so you should go and talk to the guy like now like after show drinks or whatever and i'll be like no i can't do that and i remember i had to send one of the other cast members out and um he went and spoke to the guy and he was just like oh so you know you and uh and then he came back and he was like yeah he was straight (laughs) and i was like bullshit was he straight i said but that's fine too um but yeah it's ironic that like
0: you being a gay guy, like, when it comes to dating, you're a real pussy. This is... Trust.
1: <laughs> gay men are so promiscuous. And I think a lot of the time, all of my experiences with, like, gay men have just been, like, ugh, you're so gross. Like, <laughs> like I'll, I just want to have, like, genuine conversation, right? And I yeah. just want to have, like, a good time. My I want to meet someone that can match my humour and we can just be crass and crude and whatever... But it, why does it always have to go sexual immediately when they find out you're a dancer? That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, you dance, do you? Oh, would you give me a one-on-one? Oh, would you private dance? And you're like, no, oh, I would see? not. See, that's the wrong.
0: That's the wrong response. The right response is how much.
1: Yeah. Well, I recently did a lap dance, and I was liberated, <laughs> and I. I don't. It was so much fun okay. to like explore Explain. explore my sexuality and sensuality on stage. Um, is something that I do and I think through dance a lot of the time I'm either portraying love lost or like the tease like those are like the two main sources of like emotion that I always go for and I think it's so interesting and that's why people never believe me when I tell them that I'm actually single and never had sex like they're like but you just did a whole piece about like taking off your blouse you know and doing whatever like some of the Bollywood classics that I've done and, like, some of, like, the pieces that I've done, like, one of my favourite pieces is Mohir Beer from Mughaliyazam and during that she talks about... Don't worry, I'll help you. Yeah. <laughs> um, she talks about um, being at the riverside um, and, like, filling up her Bhangad, which is her pot, um, with water and then he throws a pebble and she's it's soaked and she becomes see-through. Right. So she's, like, talking about this whole thing and I've done that piece and I've, like, looked at someone dead in the eye and, like, pretend to, like, you know, douse my, like, blouse and whatever... And then, but then I always just go home alone. Well, I don't. I go home and eat McDonald's, and then I go home. <laughs> uh, yeah. I go home with the Uber Eats guy. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, why, guys? Um, uh, yeah, and then it's just, yeah, it's really interesting. Like, I I have very different, like, personalities. Obviously, like, you would know. Like, you know, going on stage is something. Yeah. Even though it's still you, it's a heightened version of you, right? Yeah. With, yeah. with
0: comedy, everybody says that, like, you even if you're you on stage and you're not doing a character, it's just an exaggerated version of, 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 of yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, which, which presents his problems because sometimes I come off stage now and it's like, I don't know if it's the guy, whether the guy on the stage is the actual me or whether the guy off the yeah, stage is the Yeah, trust,
1: me. I know. But then I feel like if I was the same person that I was on stage, I would be getting laid right now <laughs> during this podcast. <laughs> That would be a great there's just a yeah. fuck off dude smacking <laughs> yeah. you just, across yeah. the table. Yeah, I know. And like the mic's going crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just there like, hey Raheem, have yeah. you got t-? you're like one minute. <laughs> just one second, hang on. the YouTube video is just like half of it's blurred and, like, <laughs> yes. it's just you talking to this blur. <laughs> You just see these like bodies doing like, visuals. Um yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's it's just one of those things where you're just sort of like, Okay, yeah, cool. But I, that's what I love about performing on stage, like you get to be somebody. Yeah. Somebody completely different, or like a heightened version of you, and everyone's totally with you for like five, ten minutes, mm-hmm. and then you kind of go off stage and you go.
0: <sighs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's something I've actually experienced fairly recently, since especially since I started doing like bigger crowds, like better gigs and
1: stuff, getting booked.
0: It, yeah, and like the actual like, rather than like me reaching out to people, somebody's like, "Oh, I've got this night come come through," and like you smash it. Like after about ten minutes, then you come off stage, and then you're just there, and you're just like, man. That was amazing. Yeah, and it's like then you're just literally just off stage, and the focus is on somebody else, and you're like, ah, you
1: belend. Yeah, I know. Oh, I should be up there. <laughs> I know exactly. Like, this should be my show. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That's how I feel when I like host and stuff. But like whenever I dance, I don't know if you ever go through this. Like whenever I dance, I get really bad, like cotton mouth, and my whole mouth just goes. And obviously, you can't stop in the middle of a dance. where right? I take a sip of water. I mean, as a comedian, yeah. you can. But like, but in that moment like sometimes people are like how did that feel and i go i can't remember
0: because you're only focused. On the in it hat. so yeah.
1: much and like you know that's like my only thing is like i get cotton mouth but then i'm like dancing and i'm like really enjoying myself and it's almost like an out-of-body experience and then yeah. you like come off stage and you're a bit like oh and everyone said like, that was incredible and you go thanks <laughs> i still don't know how to take a compliment that's harsh
0: Oh, so I, I, I kind of learn. Okay. I'll just be like, yeah, yeah, it was, it was good, wasn't it? I, <laughs> and, and then sometimes, but, but then sometimes it's the other way around. Yeah. Where like when you think you've done bad and somebody comes, oh, you were really funny. You were like my favorite or whatever. And then you'll be there like, oh, enough of your sarcasm, bitch. Get yeah.
1: That. Do you know what I mean? It's just because you accidentally like bumped into each other at the bar. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you were really good, man. Yeah. I think one thing that I, no, I can't say it. No, fuck it, go on. No, I can't because I use this all the time. And then if my friends see this, they're going to be like, you're a fucking bitch. Um, I, <laughs> whenever I um, watch something or, or I go and see something that I haven't particularly enjoyed but haven't got the energy to tell you why, right. I always say to somebody and I always touch them on their arm and I always go, that was so fun. What's oh it? my we word we do that all the time it's really bad I always go you look like you were having so much fun and I was with you man <laughs> I was with you and that's what I say
0: do you know I think the worst the worst thing that somebody's ever said to me and it happens every probably happens once or twice a year where like I'll, it would, you'll choose like the wrong set for a room right yeah, so you'll try that. and like read you'll try and read the room and you'll be like oh actually these jokes will work with these <laughs> guys and you fuck it up and they don't work and they didn't want like all this stuff and I, I did this gig over in Putney and it was a small room so we were just at the back of the room I went on second I think I was like okay cool These, the first comedian kind of flopped a bit I was like okay cool we'll up it we'll go a little bit edgier these guys should be on board with it I went on I did a bunch of stuff about race and um Uh, usually it's dating or race are like my two like quote-unquote pro sets
1: i'm glad you said dating and race (laughs) yes really emphasize that race race (laughs) yes
0: and then um so i went on did my stuff about race and it, it went like it was super shambolic some stuff worked some didn't uh by the end of it i was just glad to get off and then um there was a break and in the break this woman came off and she was like oh you could tell you were really confident and I was like, oh, I know where this is fucking going, innit? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, thanks, yeah, kind of, you know, I think I was, like, fucked up reading the room, blah, blah, blah. And she came over, she was like, yeah, maybe just next time, just don't do any stuff about race. Like, you know, it's a bit played out. And I nearly headbutted the bitch. Like, you should
1: have chinned her.
0: Oh, man, that is the worst thing. When somebody comes up to you, and it, imagine if I, imagine I saw, like, a dance performance, me being fucking ignorant as fuck, not knowing anything about dance. And I was like, you know, maybe, you know, when you do that
1: step, Maybe just don't. don't do it. Yeah, yeah, just don't do it. Someone said that to me before, oh, and I man. went, "Thank you so much, thank you." <laughs> I never thought of that. Yeah, you fucking thank you idiot. So much. Like I'm in a show at the moment, and I play a a very lewd character who has constant like lewd jokes, and it's very crass. It's like very rude, and I say like the c word a number of times in the script, mm. and like it's a lot of fun, and we really enjoy it. But you might have a day where the room is just a bit like, ah, yeah. okay. And then you're like, oh shit, they hate me, man. And I said they're really gonna hate this next bit then if they hate me now. <laughs> um and it's and it's just but it's just so much fun. Like I had an Asian family in the audience yeah. um, who absolutely loved it. And me standing there, you know, obviously an Asian male, you know, and I perform as a pantomime dame, but I've kept my beard. And everyone's like, wow, this is... And it's, like, so nice to see Asians in the audience because they actually do accept it. And that's what I was talking, like, the point that we were talking about earlier. Like, they are accepting things.
0: Yeah, sometimes I think misconceptions can almost become, like, self-fulfilling prophecies or even just in our own psyche. Yeah. Because, like, I always go to, like, Muslims. When I, whenever I see somebody who's Muslim in, in, in the stage where I'm doing like a little bit of crowd work, they say Muslim. I won't, like, hold back. If I, say, if I think about something funny, like, I remember I asked... Uh, there was a divorced Muslim guy in the front row. And I remember I asked him just like, what happened to the other three wives? Brilliant. And like, yeah, it was a throwaway thing. He soon, everybody like looked at him
1: as soon as he laughed
0: Then they went in it. And then during the course of my set, there was like a few
1: Muslim jokes. That's what I mean. It's just like, it's, everything's too PC. Everything is too PC. Let's just laugh about things. It's just funny, right?
0: How do you feel about, well, that's an absolutely fantastic view. That's my viewpoint as well. Yeah. And like, because I don't like filter myself on stage and stuff. People will be like, oh, well, what if somebody was joking about this or that? And I'll be like. Yeah. But as
1: long as it's funny and clever, like if you're going to be telling a joke about like whatever you're telling the joke about make sure it's funny and it's clever and it lands oh that's see so it.
0: for me it's literally just the one if it's, if just it's funny, funny that's it it no. encompasses everything it needs else.
1: yeah it needs to be yeah you need to make me laugh but i think it's like you, if you can't laugh at yourself then what you laugh like it takes yeah. so much more energy to hate on something yes and it does to just laugh it off
0: and I do think that like workplaces and stuff need to be like sterile from like that, that kind of stuff. So even when people are like, oh, well, it was just a joke. And you're like, yeah, but you're at work, dickhead. Yeah. But comedy clubs don't need to be like that or comedy shows or whatever don't need to kind of be like that. Yeah. But um, so your family is quite accepting. My family nice. is very accepting. What was university like? I'm curious because our university was. My university experience. Our university was basically like
1: mini Bombay yeah right. it was. I feel like it was when we were there. I don't think it is anymore now.
0: I haven't been back since
1: but um I university was all right um I again was I knew a lot of not I didn't know a lot of people initially, but I got to know quite a lot of people, and I think my course that I did everyone was very accepting, like it wasn't a thing. And what then did you do? I did English and drama. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So drama's <laughs> just the only a,
0: way you could have got more accepted. I know drama. Yeah,
1: drama's just the polite way of telling your parents you're gay. Um, <laughs> I can't, I can't actually. Like, um, so yeah, you kind of expected. And I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna find the love of my life. <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, it was it was very interesting. And then when I started to go to like society things and like dance events and stuff like that, that's when I noticed that other people had an issue with it. But then I got told by one guy once, he was like, oh, like I think some, like, overly, overtly, like, gay people. Like, they were, like... They were they were obviously gay, right? And they were, like, walking past us or whatever, and I think they were just, I don't know, screaming queens or whatever it was. And um, and he, sort of, and he sort of rolled his eyes. And I was like, why did you just roll your eyes? I said, I'm standing right next to you. He goes, yeah, but Raheem, you're not like that, innit? You're not, like, that gay. You're, like, a cool gay. And I was like... <laughs> Okay, thanks guy. Um I was like, hey, if that gets me accepted by all like the really hot straight guys, I'm very happy about it. But like But like looking back at it, I was like, that's so problematic. I was like, that is so off. But like, yeah, it was it was very weird. I think it got to a point where it was like, yeah, I was I was obviously gay. Like people looked at me and were like, bang, homosexual. But like when they got to know me, it became a secondary thing. Because for me, my sexuality was never a major thing. Mm. I was I always Want people to describe me as something else before they say that I'm gay? Like I just thought it was so redundant. Do you know? Oh, what well, I mean? that's the
0: start of this podcast, fucked. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. So I see. <laughs> um. But yeah. So I. It, but it was just one of those things where I was just like, okay, yeah. But I'm not just gay. Like I do so. Yeah. Many, like I'm a funny guy. Like I'm cool to be around. Like you know, we all have like a laugh and a joke and whatever, whatever. Um. So yeah. But university got better for me. I think as I got through it. Um, but I was never alone like I was never I never felt alone I never felt upset I never felt like nobody loved me or anything like that I felt accepted by my people and I was finding new people all the time so yeah yeah, it was it wasn't actually that bad did
0: you find it easier to be accepted by white people than South Asian
1: people yeah obviously I don't know I've never been gay well there's always time Uh, but yeah i (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was just one of those things where just South Asia just had an innate problem, Mm. and it was like, why? It's because their masculinity was getting challenged, because they felt all of a sudden it was like, oh, we have to be more alpha, or we can't joke like we probably do because there's like a gay guy in the room, and like they used to not say things and like not look at me, and like people would not talk to me, and I used to be like, like you're lucky if I liked you. Like, I don't <laughs> like you. It's not just because you don't look very nice. It's also because you're an idiot. That's why I yeah. don't like you. But it's like little things like that. And it's just sort of... And yeah, I mean, Caucasian people were absolutely fine. I mean, some of them still had issues, but they were a lot more accepting. Right. Um, I was a huge part of the ACS at uni, of the Afro-Caribbean oh, Society. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. And that was so much fun because you used to like, go in there and like not really see anything but then when they used to see that you could like dance and you were like with the culture and like you knew what you were doing and like all that sort of stuff and then they got to know you I mean I knew all of the committees all the presidents all of like and that sort of stuff and but that's one thing that I hated about university is that my sexuality was fine when I had clout
0: Right, yeah.
1: So yeah. then when I became known for like dance and like choreographing and, you know, and they would see me talking to the right people, then it was sort of like, now nah, this guy's like, oh yeah, like, what are you saying? And I was like, uh, <laughs> you don't even know my name. <laughs> right. That's yeah. so Clap out of chases. order. Yeah, hella. Mm. And I think that's how a lot of people like got through it. And then you kind of just think, okay. But then it did almost help as well because then sexuality didn't become a thing then it was just based on your person which is a bit of a catch-22 but it's it was just was just a bit of a shit way to like get to that stage you know
0: yeah i i, I feel we are because when i think about like why was i a homophobe no idea i can't explain it i can't explain why and the only explanation you can i can come up with is because you're conditioned that way
1: yeah we are Cause it's
0: like I I like like I said I'd never had like any contact with gay people. I watched like Brokeback Mountain and like
1: oh I was, god I love that film. I was like so fine much. with it. I don't Did you like, cry? No,
0: I ain't, I ain't gay.
1: <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Oh my god, I bawled. I bawled my eyes out. My eldest brother watched it as so well. He cried. He's not gay. Yet. I just well, <laughs> hope not. There's only room for one of us. There's too many of us, and someone needs to give them grandchildren.
0: Do you, like, look up to, like, other... Because like, I look up to, like, other... <laughs> I look up to other, like, South Asian, like, comedians and shit. Yeah. Do you look up to, like, yeah. other yeah. gays? <laughs> like...
1: Yeah. Constantly. Dude. When I'm on my knees.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We've been over this. You're a f- fucking virgin. Uh,
1: yeah. um I... No, no, but... Uh, uh, there are, there the... are, yeah, there are some, like... um, L- Yeah, there are some South Asians in the LGBT community that I think are super interesting and super inspiring for what they do yeah um and i think that i'm blessed enough like for some of them to actually be my friends so that's really nice as well. Because i look at them when i go that's so cool that you're like doing this and like that you're so open and out there and you know it's just so important for us to constantly like we were speaking earlier about like to build people up yeah and to like understand why people are doing what they're doing um but, yeah, there are, there are a few that I, like, sort of look at and go, yeah, that's incredible. It's just a shame that there aren't that many out there. Yeah. That it, we know of.
0: Yeah, no, I, I fully agree with you there. Because I, I, I was reading up about the Irish prime minister. You know, he's, like, half, yeah. uh, he's half Indian and stuff. I was reading through his life and how he, like, kind of struggled with it and stuff. But then you read these people's stories and you kind of understand that, oh, cool, it's not just about... Oh, I want to be able to kiss in public. And like, yeah. no, no, it's like, I want to be accepted for who I am. Yeah, like, and I think that was what actually drove the nail like home for me. Yeah. The idea that it's not even just about that. It's about like actually feeling like you belong.
1: It's about feeling, yeah, a sense of community, a sense of unity, but also just feeling safe in every space that you're in. Yeah. And sometimes those trivial things of like you, you know, a heterosexual couple, joking around with each other or like you know they might play fight or something or you know and they have those little moments where they might link their arms or she might just leave her hand a little bit closer to his like like the like the community that i'm part of we can't do that without somebody going like that do you know what i mean so that's why i believe in equal opportunity do you reckon that
0: affects like relationships in general just like within your community
1: yeah because like I would love the idea of one day having children in front of me I don't know running or whatever and me being by like beside my partner Mm. if my hands are in his pocket or you know or if I want to link arms I mean I'm not a huge fan of PDA anyway doesn't matter who you are but like you know when you get old and stuff you need help like I don't mind like you know, like, getting his support. So, like, it's one of those things, like, I that idea to me is, like, so normal. But then describing that to somebody else, you're a bit like, yeah, but you can do No, I can't do that. You can do that. Like, yeah. how many couples do I have to, like, openly say ugh to on the train just so they stop touching each other <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah, yeah, like yeah. i mean i never want to be that couple but i want to have the opportunity to be that couple and i think that's why like the irish prime minister is doing a great thing about it because it is one of those things where you just want to feel like oh, i'm here yeah i'm not shoving it in your face do you know what i mean but i am here you like, just like being yourself yeah, yeah like, and this mm. is what i mean like embracing your authentic self and mm. not feeling judged for it
0: yeah so that's a poetic note. Thanks. I feel like that's a poetic note that we can end on. Is that one last question? What can what advice would you give to like parents of like LGBT kids or like the LGBT kids themselves? Um, Bam! We ended on to a the children.
1: Note. I would say
0: the first piece of advice would definitely be no grinder. Oh God, don't go on a grinder.
1: What happens colossal waste of time that is! <laughs> Try it's, dill meal instead. Yeah, singlemuslim.com. <laughs> Uh, Works for me like a child. Um, No, I I would say to the children to understand who you are and know that it's not your fault. It's not anybody's fault. Nobody ever chooses who they are. People are born the way that they are. People are born heterosexual. People are born homosexual, bisexual, whatever. Whatever type of sexual you are, you're born that way. Mm. No one ever finds you and asks you to fill a form out and you don't ever like check a box, do you know what I mean? (laughs) To say, I'd be straight. Like, do you know what I mean? Like no one does shit like that. So for anyone that is worrying about like, why am I like this? Why are you like this? Because you are like that. If you believe in a higher being, it's because that higher being has made you like this because they know that you can handle it. They know that you're blessed enough to be in a situation where you are that strength, that pillar, that person, you can do it. Don't ever run away from who you are, because that's the worst thing that you can do. Learn about your community. Learn about things that you like or dislike about the community. If you want to explore things, both platonically, sexually, whatever, then do it. Just be safe. But by all means, be educated, because there's one thing that we can't stand, and that's stupidity and ignorance. Be educated in your community and understand who you are and where you are um and i think for parents kind of the same thing like educate yourself know that your child is probably going through hell trying to like like i mean if i asked you when did you tell your parents that you were straight exactly like it shouldn't be a thing that becomes something like if your child identifies as something else aside from heterosexual be there for them know that it's a really difficult ride for them not only at home but now in their professional spaces at school colleges universities whatever like they could be going through a lot that you don't see and then at home they're just going to shut off like talk to your children that's the only thing that i can ever say is just talk like my mother and father spoke to me my mother told me that I was gay, which was hilarious, um, and um, you know, and it was just one of those things where I never had this sob story coming out, like whole thing, like my mother and I were just having a conversation while she was getting ready for an event, and it was as trivial as that, and she was like, yeah, it's cool, do you know what I mean? I used to dance to like, the most nonsense songs, I used to grab the nearest Junni, <laughs> and I used to like do the whole thing, right? <laughs> And um, my mother actually tells me a story about her best friend um, who's um, from Grenada. And she turned around to her and she said, Raheem's gay, right? Like, he's probably gay. And this is when I was, like, really young, right? Right. Right. And then she was like, yeah, I know. And we'll just wait for him to tell us. It's cool. Like, I'm blessed enough to have had a mother and father like that. You know, and to have... To be able to say that my grandmother has given me her actual jewellery to wear on stage as a woman. Like, I'm blessed to say that I have this family and I never, ever will ever take them for granted. But there are there are people out there that don't, but par- it's up to the parents, right? And like yeah. older siblings, aunts and uncles that go, yeah, but you're still the same person. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Even if I were straight, I still wouldn't talk to my mother and father about sex or anything like that. Yeah. the like... But we'd still have the same conversations, right? And like, I will be telling my mother that I'm pregnant and I will be doing the whole thing and I will have children and I will do the whole thing. I just don't want to do it with a woman. And that's all it is. And I think the soon as parents understand that you haven't lost a child, you haven't lost your title as grandparent or as uncle or aunt, you know, and whatever else have you, they're just not doing it the norm, like the conventional, sorry, way. Yeah. They're just going to do it in their own way, and that's also totally fine as long as they're a good person. And that's what they need to remember.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for I having really me. I really appreciate it. Is, generally, I, I had a whale of a time. I had an an a hour. great time. Yes. Uh, we will definitely have you back on, hopefully, after you've lost your virginity. Yes! Your oh, my God! That will <laughs> be
1: a special. I'll have T-shirt and merch by then. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm very excited. Can't wait. If anybody wants to help, uh, (laughs) contact Atsmos Chat uh, at Raheem Mir also. Um, But I don't just give it out for free. Not that I want it to be paid for. Um, That's weird. I'm not going to put it on eBay. Um, But what I will be expecting is at least dinner. Or a
0: trip to Australia. Yeah,
1: holidays. You know, we definitely get you yeah, don't want to be a mistress anymore. <laughs> Not that I've ever have been, but I think as a gothic dancer, you kind of like get into that courtesan mentality. But anyway, <laughs> carry on. Sorry, no, that's absolutely lick. great. So yeah. this has
0: been Raheem. His uh, links and description will be in the description below, so check him out. That's Ooh. it. Thank you, thank you, bro. That's the most I've laughed during the podcast. You're, I'm hilarious. you are fucking hilarious. Yeah.